Welcome to our first ever weekly trash recap podcast here on B1029. I am Joe. We also have Shyler. You also here on afternoons on B1029. I'm excited, Shyler. How about you? Oh, I am ready for this. <laughs> so basically the whole point of this podcast is we're going to recap some of the big entertainment stories of the week because we know your guys's schedules are, are hectic, busy. There's so much going on. You can't keep up with every, everything. So Shyler and I are going to take the time each Friday afternoon to recap some of the big stories and have some friendly conversation about it. So we're going to recap everything that happened this week, the week of May 2nd. And let's kick things off. Now, for those of you that don't know, Shyler has been very, very intensely and in taking notes and dissecting everything that's been going on with the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp defamation trial. And so you're going to be kind of like, Shyler, our, our weekly correspondent as far as giving us an update on what's been going on. Because, we, I, look, I know your team, Johnny. And I know that people listening to this podcast are Team Johnny, and I know there are some that are probably Team Amber. But from your perspective, why don't you give us kind of a what has transpired so far in this trial? So, so thus far, first of all, thank you for making the me the authority on um, my unhealthy <laughs> obsession. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Um, but what I've noticed um, through following their entire relationship, I I love Johnny Depp, and I have for many many years. He's one of my favorite actors. So, of course, you know, when he got with Amber Heard, you know, he he cheated on his wife, Vanessa, with Amber. So I, you know, sometimes those relationships are already a red flag when they have that kind of start. So I wasn't optimistic about how this would end up. And it has blown my mind just how toxic and and volatile that this has become. And what we found out in the trial um, the last couple of weeks is that Amber Heard suffers from um, a lot of different mental illnesses. You know, she um, has this dire need to be the center of attention. And when she is not the center of attention, she becomes extremely distraught, almost violent at times. She's prone to outbursts and temper tantrums because she has to be the center of attention. Um, and even a, a doctor on the stand has testified to that. She's also been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, ADHD, insomnia, and severe codependency. And from what I understand, there's a lot of jealousy between the two of them. And Johnny is not completely innocent in this. And as a Johnny fan, I can I can say that because Amber, I really do think, is an opportunist. I think she saw the opportunity to get with this A plus level star and kind of maybe learn from him, maybe get some networking opportunities out of him. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt that he's hot, but I think it wasn't for love. I think it was for her career and for fame. Um, and she had always been extremely jealous of Johnny's fame and he's getting, you know, pirates of the Caribbean. He's getting fantastic bees. He's getting these incredible, um, high paying and rewarding roles. And here, you know, she's just still kind of taking these, these roles here and there. And she was really hoping that he would, you know, catapult her into superstardom. Um, and Johnny obviously has some jealousy as well, because a month after he and Amber got married. She is sneaking Elon Musk into their penthouse in Australia. So she was, she was, you know, not like I said, not in it for love. I think from the get go, because she's already screwing around on him like a month after they exchange vows. Um, now they both have tested, or you know, the, yeah, they are both testifying that you know Johnny was abused by his mother. His mother was very similar to how he is portraying Amber Heard. Just very controlling, very angry. Um, always looking for a fight, and if she's not the center of attention, if she's not getting all the praise and love, then somebody's going to pay for it. 
Whereas Amber Heard, her lawyers have attested that um, her dad was abusive to her. And that is why she suffers from a lot of these mental illnesses as well. I will note, because I found this to be very interesting, that um, Amber Heard's uh, attorneys tried to have this case dismissed. after I John saw was, that. After everything is all said and done, Johnny has exposed all the dirty laundry and and her lawyers are fumbling trying to keep up with him and trying to catch them up in anything. But th I don't believe that there is anything to catch them up in when it comes to the op-ed, which is the base of this of this whole trial, is that she wrote that she escaped this, this horribly abusive relationship. And now it's kind of becoming more clear that if it wasn't completely one-sided on her part, then it definitely was a, a, an, an exchange. Um, so Hertz lawyers argue that Depp did not prove that his career was damaged to, <laughs> to the tune of $40 million due to her op-ed and to her allegations. And the judge was like, no, man, <laughs> no. Like, absolutely not. No, we're going to keep, no, we're going to keep this going. It's just getting good. <laughs> so we got a lot to uncover here. So I was, I was, I felt a lot of relief to see that the judge did not want to dismiss this case and that he, he, they think that there's more to uncover here. And it's not, it wouldn't be fair to not look at everything and make a decision when I, I do feel like, I feel like Johnny has a case here, obviously. I mean, he missed out on, you know, millions and millions of dollars from from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, that franchise could could have continued forever, for as long as he wanted it to. I mean, he's kind of the boss. You know, he's the main character, so to speak. So you would think that, you know, all the money you could make off of Pirates of the Caribbean, you would do. But, you know, because of this op-ed, all of a sudden they pull out. And then the same thing with Fantastic Beasts. As, and, and then uh, J.K. Rowling even had Johnny's back from the get-go and said, like, no, we're not going to replace Johnny. He's a very dear friend of mine, and I don't put any value in these allegations. But Warner Brothers put their foot down. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's sad because, I mean, you talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, and obviously when you think Pirates of the Caribbean, you think Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. I, I don't think, of, I can't think of anyone else to play that part other than Johnny Depp. I mean, he he made that character who he is. Oh, yes. And you, you Every, couldn't find anyone else to do that. No. And, and honestly, I um, because of all of this going on, it's like, you know, I haven't watched Pirates of the Caribbean in a really long time. I kind of want to watch it. So I thought, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll watch it. And um, I just watched the trailer because I didn't have time to watch the whole thing, but I needed a little little boost or whatever. And I <laughs> I, I completely forgot Orlando Bloom is in it. Like technically, like him and Kira Knightley are the main characters, and I just I was like I know Kira Knightley because I love her as well, but it was like, oh yeah, yeah, Kate Perry's husband is in this. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's crazy, and also too late last week, uh, Amber Heard fired her PR team because oh, of all yeah. the negative press she was getting from it. I mean, I don't know if she thought that she was going to turn out to be the hero okay. in all of this, but as you said, more and more of the stuff has come out. You're like, it's not as one-sided as it originally was meant when she wrote that op-ed back in 2018. Oh yeah, and and then that's the thing. It's like, I know I know why they want to dismiss the case, and I know why she has fired her PR team. A lot of things have been uncovered by by not only by Johnny's team, 
not only by his his team of lawyers who have said like, okay, well, you said this, here's the facts. Oh, you you claim you claim that. Well, here's the facts. I mean, that's where I found out that um, Elon Musk was 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 sneaking around with Amber Heard right after their marriage, or right after you know their marriage started. Is mm-hmm. you know you know he was you know betrayed by her you know se- several times, and got his heart broke and was physically abused as well. And all of that kind of came out, and she was, I think she was hoping that it would be more of just the financial proof. Just like, okay, well, you can't prove that Warner Brothers, you know, wrote you off because of me. You know, they wrote you off because, you know, of, of yourself or, you know, you didn't have a good PR team or whatever. <laughs> you know, I think she was really hoping it would be less personal. But like he said at the beginning, like Johnny said at the beginning of the trial, he's not doing this for himself. He's doing this for his children and for the truth. Mm-hmm. He's missing out on on wages. He is missing out on career opportunities and and his reputation. He's like none of that really matters anymore. I don't want my kids to be you know to be victimized in this, and they have been. He doesn't want his right, kids to be right. involved and or 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 stigmatized with them, and he just doesn't want this to happen to other people. He wants this to be a, a public trial so people can see. Don't you can't always believe what you hear and what you read on the internet. Now, didn't he? Now, didn't Amber Heard also have allegedly some things going on with like James Franco? I read that. Uh, I guess he blew up on a flight uh, back in 2015 over something with she and James Franco. Also, I guess it was something about she with Billy Bob Thornton. I'm gonna be honest. I, Amber Heard belongs to the streets. She just she belongs. Wow! To, not Quite like bluntly there. I'm sorry, but you don't do. I mean, you don't do that in a relationship. Like you don't, you know, mess around or you know, be unfaithful. But right, you're married to Johnny freaking Depp. Are you kidding me? You, you're telling me that? Oh, I love that he calls him Elon Mollusk. <laughs> Elon Mollusk. <laughs> he put it in a text message. Oh, I was dying when I saw that. But I'm sorry, Elon Musk does not hold a candle. To Johnny Depp. James Franco, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? That's insulting. And Billy Billy Bob Thornton hasn't been relevant in 20 years. Why? You got you got the A-list, A-plus list superstar that you wanted. If you wanted to just ride him off into the sunset with, with mo- movie deals and everything else, you had it, sister. All you had to do was keep your freaking hands to yourself and keep men out of your bedroom that aren't your husband. <laughs> So (laughs) before I move on to our next topic, I do ask you one question. So when this trial ends, whenever it does, and say the the verdict is, is that, you know, Johnny was wronged by the op-ed. The op-ed was not as completely truthful as it turned out to be. He wins the, the, the defamation trial lawsuit. Do you think that Warner Brothers and Disney are gonna kind of take a few steps back and welcome Johnny back. Do you think that, 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 you know, we'll bring you back for, uh, the next fantastic beasts next pirates. Do you think that'll happen for him? Um, in terms of box office numbers, I could see that happening because fantastic beasts has not done well. Um, specifically compared to the first two. And, you know, if you want to compare it to its predecessor, the Harry Potter series, it's this, Secrets of Dumbledore movie has not gone well. I've heard good things about Mads Mikkelsen's performance in it, but the fact of the matter is, I mean, I think people 
if they're not, I've watched the first two movies. The storyline is not there. It's not a great story. So that might be it. But I got to say, I think Johnny's a big part of it too. Because people weren't particularly thrilled when his character was revealed in the first one. Um, But his performance in the second one was absolutely spectacular, as it always is. I am... I'm torn on this because as much as I would love for them to grovel and beg for his forgiveness and everything would be right in the world because he'd have those iconic roles back, um, I don't think, if they do, I don't think he will. And I don't see big corporations like themselves taking the L, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I don't see them eating crow over anybody. So I think they're just going to be, you know, quiet about it, hang their head until all of this, you know, passes by and then just try to rebuild from there. I don't think there's going to be a lot of crap thrown their way for this. I think, and if there is, I think they're just going to, you know, play quiet and wait for this all to blow over. (laughs) Well, we'll definitely kind of catch up next week again as more unveils with this trial next week. So speaking of being attacked, um, (laughs) Tuesday night, uh, Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage while he was performing at the Hollywood Bowl during the Netflix at the Joke Fest. Apparently Chappelle and the guy tussled around on the floor. At one point, Jamie Foxx came up, I guess, and helped out. Uh, Apparently there's been some video going around too that the, the attacker was being loaded into an ambulance. I mean, he, I mean, security got a hold of the guy too and got him off the stage. But uh, he got his butt whooped. <laughs> yeah. But of course, with the whole Will Smith thing, I was just about to say, you know, and, and making jokes and things like that. No one, we don't know why the guy came up on stage to attack Dave Chappelle. But being that it's a, you know, a, a comedy show. The com the comedians, of course, have to make light of it. So after the whole thing kind of transpired and settled down, Chris Rock, who was there, who performed earlier that night, eventually came on stage <laughs> and joked, "Quote, was that Will Smith?" <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's perfect. That was fantastic. What a way that's to handle. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you take something like that, and of course, you got to turn it into a joke. And just lighten the mood. And then Chappelle also brought Jimmy Fox or Jimmy Fox back up and you know thanked him. And he he said, whenever you're in trouble, Jamie Foxx will show up in a sheriff's hat. <laughs> <laughs> the but, sweet, sweet Django energy. <laughs> I know. But you know, that was kind of the thing that after the whole, you know, Will Smith slap at the Oscars, you were reading about comedians saying, well man, can we not make these kind of jokes anymore? I mean, they they almost kind of felt like they were afraid that was going to happen to them. And apparently, yeah, I mean, it it did to Dave Chappelle. I mean, this is, you know, what, it's been at least a a month since, you know, the Oscars and the whole incident with Chris Rock and Will Smith. Slapgate. Slapgate. The slap, (laughs) you know, as we're all going to refer to it from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that was kind of the big thing that comedians were kind of worried. Like if I make a joke, am I going to have to fear for my life? Am I going to have to rewrite my material now? Granted, sometimes depending on your level of uh, sense of humor, you know, sometimes jokes can go a little far, 
I get it. It just depends on your 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 sense and your your level of humor. But in actuality, it's just the whole thing is it's just a joke. It's not meant to be taken seriously. It's not to really meant to call out anybody in a negative way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the joke was made before when the man attacked Dave Chappelle and says, I don't know what was said before, but well, apparently it was enough for this guy to get up on stage. Yeah. Dave Chappelle is not without his own controversies. Obviously he's right. been through it in recent years. And I agree that, I mean, my cousin is, is a comedian and a comedic writer. Like he's very, very smart. Not always, um, not always politically correct. Mm-hmm. And I think there is, there should be some sort of a gray area for comedians. I think that there is a, a certain rule that you can't punch down. So it's like, you know, you know, girls can make fun, fun of guys, but if a guy is talking down about a girl, you know, then it gets to be like, oh, you're picking on her. You're like, you're a bully. That's not funny. And that's fine. I mean, it's like with, with, uh, Chris Rock and, and Will Smith, it wasn't a funny joke. So if everybody just would have been quiet and, and not reacted to it, then he would have got the hint that it wasn't funny. And then maybe he could go apologize. Hey, that's my bad. I, I hit, hit, I missed the mark on that one. And right. Dave Chappelle is used to ruffling feathers, but I mean, you knew that you knew right. that going to the show. <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, if you, if you know who you kind of get a sense of depending on who the comedian is kind of what their stick is what they're what they yes. tend to talk about or joke about so if you don't have that type of sense of humor don't go see dave Chappelle. yeah you know i mean he's how many netflix specials and i mean he had a whole show on comedy Central. yes you know what he's gonna deliver right you don't, don't go don't exactly don't go watch it don't go see it that's yeah, like it's start, like with your type of movies I don't like horror films. Guess what? I'm not going to go see in the theaters. Yeah. I feel you. Jeez. Uh, moving on. So <laughs> this is something interesting that, and I'm going to get a little personal with this one, but we we found out over the week that Katie Holmes was seen with musician Bobby Wooten III. He's a, uh, I think he's a, is he a Grammy nominated artist or Grammy winning artist? Uh, I know nominated for sure. I think he's won a couple actually. Okay. Well, anyway, he was spotted with Katie Holmes and they were holding hands. They were kissing. So obviously people are thinking, oh, okay, new couple. All right. Well, and look, I feel like when, as a society, when an older man dates a younger woman, no one really cares. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. But when an older woman dates a younger guy, it's almost like we pump the brakes. Like, whoa, what is going on? (laughs) Katie Holmes is 43. Bobby Holmes or Bobby Wooten the third is thirty-three. Oh, Thirty. Okay, so there, there's ten years between them. Okay, now look. Personally, my fiance and I, there's a big gap there between our age groups. Okay, and so and my fiance's older, so I kind of feel like when you get to a certain age, I don't think that matters too much. I think once you've reached that part in your life where you're kind of set in your ways. If someone's older or if someone's younger and you're pretty much set in your ways and you compliment one another and things are going well, you, you like the same things and you love each other, it's cool. Go, go for it. I agree right. with you 100%. Like, as long as you're both over, say, 25. Yeah. 
I think that's fine. I mean, if you, exactly. it gets a little weird, you know, when you're not quite, you know, you can both be quote unquote legal, but I want, you have to have that life experience. Exactly. In a serious relationship with someone who is outside of your age bracket, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, if someone is 18 and they're dating someone that's 28, then it's like, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of caution maybe the 18 year old a little bit. It's like, look, you haven't quite experienced what you need to experience in life. The same thing for the 28 year old. You're like, look, the 18 year old hasn't quite experienced what you've experienced as someone in your late 20s. Yeah. Just just cautioning you there. I mean, there, there are other relationships in Hollywood that obviously there's a larger gap even than that. I mean, look at Jason Momoa. I mean, there was a there was a large there was a quite a big gap between he and Lisa Bonet. Yeah, you're right. You know, so I mean, it's not unheard of, but I kind of feel like when it's. And maybe I could be completely wrong on this, but I feel like when when we have the the older man dating the younger woman, it's like, oh, OK, cool. But when we have the younger or the older woman dating the younger guy and I'm, everyone's just like shocked and blown out of their minds, she's happy. Let her go for it. She's yes, single. He's Tom single. For Christ's sake. Like, yeah. Give this a break. <laughs> exactly. Plus, when was the last time you heard from Katie Holmes? Right? She minds her business. Yes. Let that girl so be happy. So she's seen with the guy that's, you know, 10 years younger. Cool. Go for it. I understand. I hope it works out. I understand people are jealous because Bobby Wooten is a snack. He is very handsome. <laughs> He's a musician. He checks all the boxes. You're just mad because she's going for somebody younger and not you. Crusty, dusty, whatever. But I, like, that's what I mean. It's that she, yeah, she deserves happiness and she found it. The guy has met her mom. Like, it's right. obviously serious. So, like, just leave them alone. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just laughed because you called him a snack. I thought that was funny. <laughs> sorry. That just, that, that just really just came out of nowhere and I was not prepared for that. But I'll be I here. Like that. I like that term. Call him a snack. There you go. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of things you probably haven't heard of in a while, uh, the cast members of that 70s show. Now, I don't know if you heard about this, but Netflix is doing a spinoff of that 90s show. And it looks like several cast members of that 70s show, like uh, Topher Grace, Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, uh, uh, Laura Preppen, Wilmer Valderrama are all going to appear on this on this show. So did you watch that 70s show when it was on? You know, bits and pieces. I wasn't like a, yeah. a devout follower, but it was always, you know, if it was on, I was watching it. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like one of those shows. I mean, obviously, you remember the theme song because they're all in the car, Dan, you know, bobbing yeah. their head and singing along with the song. And, of course, everyone remembers the dad. Red. Red, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his signature, his signature word or phrase. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't know, go watch it. But anyway... I I use the Kitty Foreman gif quite a bit when she's just dumping tequila into the liquor. <laughs> well, that's right. I forgot about that one. <laughs> but I kind of feel like we're we're in this we're in this mode again where we're we're clinging on to nostalgia. And I don't know if that has to do with the I know with the pandemic, people were mm -hmm. kind of clinging on to nostalgia. And so I feel like we're getting back to more of that now. Of course, with that 70s show, you know, and they're doing that 90s show, obviously everyone's older. Uh, I feel like we're seeing more um, even movies are becoming more nostalgic too. like with the new um, the new Flash movie coming out. Michael Keaton is back as Batman, you know, nostalgia from my childhood. I, I'm probably sure there's like 8000 other things more that I can't think of that were, were oh, Top Gun. Another thing, too, we're yeah. another Top Gun movie. 
you know. And so I know you said that you didn't like horror movies, but um, did you see the latest Scream? No, and I never watched any of the Scream movies, but yeah, another, okay. great. It's yeah, another same. nostalgia thing. Yeah, very nostalgic. <laughs> A lot of stuff they added, you know, callbacks to characters, same storylines. It, it was very, very like almost. I told my husband when we went to go see it, I'm like, this feels more like scary movie 76 than Scream 5. <laughs> you know, it just felt like a parody of Scream yet again. <laughs> so what would be one thing that you would like to see come back as like maybe like a revival or Ooh. or like a sequel? Well, uh, I, I am a Harry Potter nerd. So what I would really, really love is like a Game of Thrones level detail and funding for a series where each each season is a book. And I know they those those books get long. Yeah. But I like all of I want it to be like tr very true to the books. There are so many times when I go back and watch the Harry Potter movies and as I, I look at my husband, we've watched these a million times. And they'll still turn to my husband and be like, that wasn't in the book. Nope, nope, but they did it differently. Actually, actually, it happens like this. And he's like, you're doing this from memory? Like, you you know the books that well? It's like, because they they were good. And, you know, in that moment, the only problem is I love the, I love the cast. Yeah. I, and it couldn't, obviously, you know, can't have 33-year-old Daniel Radcliffe playing 11-year-old Harry Potter again. But it would it would be really cool maybe for them to revise their roles in other ways if they still wanted to be included. That is something that I'm nostalgic about is Harry Potter, probably. Yeah. I think for me, now actually this is going to happen because they made this announcement, I think it was last year, uh, back in the early 90s, Batman the Animated Series. I think for any Batman fan like myself, that that is something that you remember and will always remember. That probably one of the best adaptations animated series of all time of a superhero was that was batman the animated series and so they made the announcement last year i think it was like during dc con or whatever the heck they yeah. called it uh that they were actually going to bring back some of the original writers um to do like a prequel to that animated series oh and cool. kind of make it a little bit more maybe a little bit more dark, a little bit more adult theme because the people that watch that anime series obviously are my age now, but kind of geared more toward them, but still keep that whole nostalgic animated series feel and the stories that they told. Because I'll tell you what, even some of those stories that, it, and, and I'll be honest, I own the Blu-ray set of the entire animated series. Who doesn't? I, wa I watch them with my daughter every now and then. <laughs> but some of those stories were, I mean, for a kid's show, some of them were kind of dark. You know, I can recall one episode in the animated series where it was about a uh, uh, a dad that was basically cut off from seeing his daughter. He goes and finds the, the mother again. She says, stay away. Well, he basically inv invents this suit to make him invisible. And he's like this imaginary friend, so-called, of his daughter so we can go see her, but she doesn't know. And then Batman is basically what? brought in. It's like, I mean, as a kid, you're like, oh, no, it's, it's the bad guy. But as a daughter, you're like... Oh, that is dark. Yeah. Like, that that is someone that 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 is like some deeper stuff going on there for a kid's show. But that's what made the show so cool is that they kind of did that, but in a way where, you know, the kids didn't really quite understand. But if you were an adult watching, you're like, whoa, <laughs> that's some that's some pretty dark stuff. Plus the 
the guy that that voiced uh, Batman, Kevin Conroy, has been doing that ever since. He still does it for certain things. Like he's done it for uh, video games, for other animated films. He was even in. Uh, uh, he actually played Bruce Wayne for. Um, they did like this crossover event on uh, on the CW with the CW DC shows. Replay oh, cool. like like a version of Bruce Wayne. So that was kind of cool. But anyway. That that'd be that, that's one of the things I'm kind of looking forward to is when they actually come out with that uh, to watch that again. My my fiance is not big into animation; <laughs> she might watch it <laughs> <laughs> just for my sake. But I will definitely be be one of the first to watch that uh, when it comes out. All right, last thing we're gonna talk about. We kind of do like these these what stories. I'm sorry. I I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna continue doing that, but anyway, that, I think should. We like to wrap up the podcast with something like that. So. If you didn't hear about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly when they first got together, is that it's kind of like a commitment or ritual, I guess you could say. They 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 drank each other's blood. Okay. Well, Megan recently kind of came out like, look, we didn't like just start guzzling chalices of blood. It was more <laughs> of like a few drops, it was for ritual purposes. You know, I guess I guess MGK is a little more extreme where she's a little bit more kind of controlled she said in 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 her in her rituals where mgk was like just just tear my chest open and just drink my all my blood and she's like no we're just gonna do a few drops scale it back a little bit there scale it back a little bit i appreciate the sentiment but you know just... but apparently some actual vampires <laughs> uh actually weighed in on this and it, and it's interesting because when you think vampire, you think of what you've seen on TV and movies. You know, they just go in and just start sucking blood like it's, you know, there's no tomorrow. Sparkle no in care in the market. world. They're immune to everything. <laughs> well, TMZ has this. And apparently that there are even some uh, some some vampire like there's the, the co-founder of the New Orleans Vampire Association or no. Yeah, like it's just a a whole organization. <laughs> yeah, like, I had no idea they exist, but apparently mm-hmm. they do. Uh, actually urged Megan and MGK to take the proper precautions because there is potential diseases and bloodborne illnesses, which he says vampires are not immune. Did not <laughs> know that. You know, it's like, okay, we're actually being safe about this. And I guess um, another one from the Endless Night Vampire Ball, the founder of this, says be super safe especially with regards to withdrawing blood because of the whole mgk wanting to you know just cut him open and just start drinking blood he said you know well you know just should be done through medical professionals if you're going to do it in that way so i I was actually kind of surprised like huh i mean the 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 actual vampires as they call themselves are like hey you know we're all we're, we're cool with it but just be safe about it isn't it wild that people who um, have this belief that they are real life, actual vampires are speaking more intelligently yeah. than Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> and Megan Fox? When I first heard that they were drinking each other's blood, I thought, oh, some tabloid has gotten, you know, way overstepped themselves. There's no way this is true. And then I read... <laughs> I read her statement where she had said that, you know, she's been reading tarot cards and working with crystals and this, she's just a very metaphysical type spiritual person. Um, and she manifested, she thinks that she created machine gun Kelly. 
she thinks at four years old, she was sitting there like, what do I want in a man? You know, cause that's what you do at four years old. You mm-hmm. think, you think about what do you want in a life partner? And she built him. She imagined all these different characteristics that this mystery man would have. And lo and behold, he was born later that year. It's like, what? <laughs> sure. You know, I, I, I guess if you want to say you did that, cool. That's and, you know, we, we actually got some good music out of it, too. I mean, I, I enjoy yeah. some of this stuff, you know. That's a level of pretentiousness that I cannot wrap my head around. To think <laughs> that you're responsible for a whole person's being that's not, like, your child. <laughs> you are responsible for that one. But, right. Yeah, you didn't man. Yeah, that's 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 a whole yeah, other yeah. kind of one. Right. But I thought this was common sense. It's like, obviously, there's going to be some bloodborne diseases or infections or there's right. a certain. That's why we don't have, you know, you can't go to freaking McDonald's and get a cup of type O because you're not supposed to do that. You don't drink blood. It's not a refreshment. And I don't think, I, I mean, I know you can use it in, you know, magic purposes, but I, I've never heard of anything good coming from ingesting another person's blood. That usually means like, okay, we got to go to the hospital. We got, we got to get you checked out, baby. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I would assume that maybe they've talked about each other's personal things that, you know, medically kind of covered that I would think, but yeah, for, for, for the, the new Orleans vampire association and the uh, endless night vampire ball to come out and be like, Hey, be safe about it. Okay. We are actual, we believe we are actual vampires and (laughs) we are being safe about it. So yeah. uh, Oh, that's just, I'm sorry. It's just, it just still grosses me out. It's just to even think like, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. But I mean, you, you look at Megan Fox and MGK, it's like, you know what? You two were meant for each other. I think just because of just how eccentric they are. It seems like maybe that's the wrong word to use, but. And I also mean, vilified, I would say a little bit. Cause it's yes. like, Megan Kelly has always been like, he wanted to be the villain. Throughout yeah. his entire career. I mean, that's why he picked a fight with Eminem. And that's why he picked a fight with Slipknot. It's like, mm-hmm. he's wanted you to hate him in the best in the best kind of way, you know? And Megan Fox, you know, has kind of been hated from the get-go. They've, you know, they yeah. said she's been hard to work with. And she's, you know, always not wearing the most appropriate clothing. It's like, right? maybe they're just doing this so you get scared of them even more and leave them alone. I, maybe, maybe they're like, I... <laughs> leave us alone. So we're vampires. We drink each other's blood and we're scary. Can you just like, leave us alone what, now? What else do you want us to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I won't. I, I wouldn't blame them for that either. And not to like, yuck anybody's yum. Because, I mean, if that's your thing, like, by all means, go ahead and do it. I mean, I've got tarot cards and crystals too. But I, I would not ask my husband for a few drops of his blood so I could consume it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to pass. Yeah. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. We thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week, next Friday, with a new episode covering next week's entertainment stories. For Shyler, I'm Joe from B1029, and thanks for listening.